Peace family, it's your girl Amy here with another episode of Lover Goddess, the show where I talk about all things sexuality, self-love, and the divine feminine. Thank you so much for being here. But if you somehow wandered on this podcast thinking it was going to be wholesome or non-explicit, you're wrong. There's always a message, or at least I intend to make sure that there's a message with each of these stories that I'm sharing, but there's also a lot of fuckery, a lot of cussing, and a lot of my dumbass mistakes. Hopefully, you are able to learn from my mistakes or relate to them in some way so you know you're not alone, but ultimately the goal is to help you circumvent certain situations or to um, help you realize things about your situation as well. So I've been thinking and reading and writing a lot about love. And, you know, it makes sense. The show is called Lover Goddess. My name, Amy, means one who is loved. I was born at 336. My life path number is 336. All of these are about unconditional love. And, um, you know, I've really come to realize in my life that most of my lessons are regarding love. So, um, my lessons in love lately have been a lot about my triggers, my behaviors in love, how I show up, how I retreat, how I, um, how I react to different things. And one thing I was never taught growing up is that relationships are meant to help you heal. Relationships are mirrors that show you aspects of yourself that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Love is so much more than a strong feeling. Love is so much more than magnetism and sex and the mushy gushy happily ever after stuff that's that's not really what happens (laughs) that I mean of course you can be happily ever after but there's kind of this preconceived notion that once you fall in love and find someone to commit to and um you know act out life with that shit just gets easier and that it's just like oh it's all downhill from here like we're just chilling and that's it and uh that's that's just unrealistic and it's not the truth and it puts a lot of pressure on relationships and on your partner to be you know the solver of your problems um the rescuer the knight in shining armor to take you away from whatever bullshit that you don't want to be involved in and in a lot of ways relationships can be a place of solace a place of peace a place of um, nurturing and affection and yes all these beautiful things are aspects of relationship but there's also this other side that um, is very demanding and it requires a lot out of you Um, gulp (laughs) (laughs) for me this is always kind of surprising um 
the different demands within the different partnerships and relationships that I find myself in. And, um, you know, I recently discovered some triggers. I discovered areas within myself and my psyche that have been hurt and damaged in the past from past lovers and situationships and um, just difficult experiences have highlighted or essentially I'm doing some shadow work over here and you know I'm realizing that some of my actions and behaviors are, are still deeply tied to some wounds that I didn't know were still there. So, one of my favorite authors, Bell Hooks, I've spoken about her before on this podcast. She defines love as the will to nurture our own and another's spiritual growth. And she says that in order to truly love, we must learn to mix various ingredients care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, and trust, as well as honest and open communication. She says, to love somebody is not just a strong feeling, it's a decision, it's a judgment, and it's a promise. In her book, All About Love, she also repeats quite often the the phrase, I'm sure you've heard it before, love is as love does. True love requires action. And I've heard people say before all the time, like, oh, my definition of love is different. And my definition of love is X, Y, and Z. And just like when I talked about uh, feminism in the episode, Feminism is for Everybody, I do think it's important that we use clear definitions of love for ourselves, um, not only for ourselves, for our children, and especially the the generations that are coming up and um, dibbling and dabbling in their own lessons of love. So instead of just allowing love to be this mystifying force that is nebulous and no one ever pins down. I think it's really important to adopt um, definitions of love so that we can compare our relationships against it. So we can make sure that uh, what we are engaging in is healthy, that it's aiding to our growth, and that it's providing us the spiritual sustenance that each of us requires. So I wanted to put that out there, that, that love, I was never taught that love I mean I wasn't taught really much about love other than you fall in love when you're 18 and you get married and you have kids um and you live happily ever after uh if you're new here I grew up in a very religious household and it was very sexist as well I I was expected to be married and barefoot and pregnant and you know have a whole host of children by the age of 25 and I'm 31 at this current point so you can see how well that went um so my point is I was groomed for this false notion of relationships and what relationships are and if you look at the data when it comes to love and marriage divorce is skyrocketing and I 
would venture to say that a lot of this is due to um, subscribing to these false notions of what love and relationship is. We, we sort of elevate romance above every other experience and for better or for worse, it it shapes our society, our experiences, how we interact um, with people in general. So there's my long intro. Um, the definition of love that I've adopted since I've read Bell Hook's work is that love is the will to nurture our own and another's spiritual growth. So if we look at love as a decision to help ourselves grow through our connection with someone else while also helping them to grow as well, then it kind of goes without saying that there's going to be obstacles. How can you grow without encountering an obstacle same thing when you go to the gym or if you stay home and work out like i do how are your muscles going to grow if you never pick something up that is heavy it's just not okay Um, same with relationships how are you going to help and aid and be there for someone during their spiritual growth if there is never any obstacle And that's also a revelation for me, too, because I have a tendency to want to leave when things get difficult. Um, I want to run away. (laughs) I want to start all over or just be by myself and just go. Um, Especially when it seems to me that the other person is going to leave. I would rather like do it first, if that makes sense. Like, what's the point in me waiting around for you to leave me? I could just leave you. And that doesn't sound very refined, right? I know this is something that I've been actively working on. I feel like in my past, I've kind I've definitely been challenged with how long is too long to stay and how soon is too soon to quit. Does that make sense? It's always like in the past my pattern has been that I leave too early or I stay too long. And over this, the last several years, I've been really working on that balance, working on my boundaries, working on listening to my own intuition and working through my issues. At what point am I working through my issues and at what point am I just attached? So I got interested in love versus attachment and Bell Hooks talks a lot about this too. So if we know that in order to love, we need to mix ingredients of care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, trust, as well as honest and open communication. We know that anything that is contrary to that is not true love. Um, often, we mistake attachment for love. But like I was saying before, the demands of attachment are not as intense as the demands of love. Attachment feels safe. You know, it's 
kind of like the easy choice when we choose to stick around with someone just because that's what we're used to or that's what we've always known. Um, attachment is also related to how you're being treated in the relationship. If there's any um, abuse or any like purposeful desire to you know, inhibit someone's growth. And we know that that's not love. It goes directly against the definition of love. So we sometimes find ourselves in relationships that feel like love because, you know, attachment is a very strong pull towards someone. Um, and it's not really love at all. It's It's an attachment or also an addiction to a certain neurological pattern in your brain. If you are used to certain relationships, and especially within abusive relationships, there's kind of this sordid thing that goes on in our brains where, um, you know, dopamine and other good feeling chemicals are released when, um, when you and the other individual like make up after a fight or um, come back to each other after a difficult time and it kind of tricks you into accepting more abuse or accepting more toxicity because you are attached to the mental pattern you are attached to these neural pathways and that you continually repeat so this manifests in a lot of different ways for a lot of different people when I look back on one of the most significant relationships in my life and not because it was so good but because it was so horrible um i thought i was in love but it was attachment it was me playing out my subconscious insecurities and trying to win over someone's love trying to get someone to love me by engaging in activities that i didn't even necessarily want to do um I wanted to do them because I thought it would make me more desirable or more attractive to the person that I was seeking to control, right? Because part of attachment is control, where, where you want to force a certain outcome or reality. And, you know, I've realized over the years that the reason why I felt so strongly towards this person wasn't because of love it wasn't because of the will to nurture mine and his spiritual growth it was out of a desire to feel chosen or special or loved because i didn't love myself so um for a lot of people even just listening to this might be a little yucky for you because you're like be because <laughs> having a definition of love and having these conversations forces us to come to terms with the relationships that we've had in the past that perhaps weren't love at all and were just attachment. Um, and I want to make it very clear that attachment is a very strong feeling. Attachment is also, um, there's a synonym for that word, it's cathexis. And cathexis occurs when we are deeply drawn to someone and we invest mental or emotional energy into them. Okay, attachment, right? I've known him for five years, 10 years. We've been doing that. He was the only one that was around for this or she was the only one who stood by my side. And um, while in some cases that's honorable in 
a lot of cases it's just attachment you are used to this person some part of your psyche is drawn to this person so that you can you know see your wounds and heal them so Cathexis and attachment, they're often confused with love, but love is not present when there's neglect or abuse or a desire to otherwise hurt someone. And attachment, I feel, is also relying on someone else for your feelings of happiness and safety and security. And uh, attachment is the false notion that you need anything outside of you in order to live, in order to live a happy life or to, you know, accomplish your goals here on this physical realm. And I've mentioned it before, this age of Aquarius is teaching us very strong lessons of non-attachment that yes, you can love and you can engage in relationships and have a great time and enjoy the moment share the moment but the mo the moment i need to stop saying moment but when <laughs> when we stop um when we stop recognizing our own power and we give it away to others that is a recipe for disaster we are not meant to be attached to other people we're meant to enjoy them to grow with them to flow with them but the second we become attached is when we create problems for ourselves and the universe has a funny way of showing us that we don't need anything so anything okay anything that you are attached to the universe will show you at some point in your life that you don't need it and that's kind of a dangerous game, right? Because if you allow yourself to be attached to everything in your life, there's going to be some point where these things are taken away. So the more you can practice non-attachment, the more abundance you can enjoy because um, you don't need to learn the lesson of non-attachment. So love, <laughs> love and attachment and triggers relationships are mirrors they show us the things that we need to see about ourselves even the love that we feel for other people is a reflection of the love we have inside of ourselves and when we lose sight of this notion that we are the source of every experience that and every emotion that we experience it places the power and responsibility back in our own hands this other person that's in your life that's evoking this love um this feeling of love is coming from you you still are the source yes this other person is here and you say i love you to this other person but really what you are expressing is the love that you have within yourself already so what am i talking about here well in a very important relationship in my life i've recently been triggered and it came as a huge shock and surprise because 
I've been having a great old time, you know, without any any hiccups. There's been nothing. Nothing <laughs> that has caused me to have as big of a reaction as I have recently. And essentially, someone in my life um, found, discovered a trigger of mine. And it wasn't even one that I was purposely hiding or that I was even aware of. It just happened. This person mentioned a scenario um, where essentially they would leave and it was an out of the box scenario that is tied to, Ooh, did you hear that thunder? It was an out of the box scenario that was tied to the relationship with the Scorpio I mentioned before, the one of the biggest relationships in my life, not because of how much love there was, but because of how much attachment and subconscious wounding was uh, present at that time. So this person in my life mentioned leaving me or leaving this itch, yeah, leaving me for not for anybody or anything, but just leaving if a certain scenario happened, situation or scenario. And it was all hypothetical. But since it was out of the box, it wasn't like, oh, um, I would leave you if you lied or cheated. It was something different. And it brought up for me all of those old emotions that I used to feel when I was at the lowest point in my life in terms of relationships. I mean, it really sent me back to the past. I like time traveled and I felt like this same I felt like I felt eight years ago. And that came out of nowhere and I thought I had healed from that uh, more than I had. But just hearing like the words, I would leave you threw me for such a huge loop and it um, really highlighted abandonment issues issues of worthiness, issues of like confidence and security. I'm a Taurus and I, I subscribe to um, astrology. <laughs> so for Taurus, some of the most important things for a Taurus is safety and security and stability and consistency. And it seemed like all of that went out of the window. I like the rug had been pulled out from beneath me with that statement like all of this time that I've been feeling like happy and safe and secure and you know just everything's just great you know that just got pulled that just got taken away 
like in an instant with a statement that was hypothetical and um it sent me spiraling i cried (laughs) a few times i spent all day like texting back and forth about it i called my best friend about it and um I took a CBD bath, bitch. I I smoke sativa. I don't even smoke sativa like that, but that's what I had and I smoked it. And um, I panicked. I panicked and I forgot about myself and my own power and the fact that I'm going to be okay regardless (laughs) and that I can stand comfortably in my own two feet that regardless of any relationship I can still be happy and independent and um, enjoy myself this situation caused me to realize the ways I had been unconsciously leaning on this other person for my own sense of safety and security that instead of being my own safe space, I had made this other person my safe space. And anytime you externalize that sort of thing, you're bound to be disappointed because we're all just human. And humans are bound to drop the ball at some point or another. And your happiness is your responsibility. Your root chakra, like I mentioned in the previous episode, the importance of grounding, your root chakra is your own responsibility. Your root chakra is there to show you and to teach you um, feelings of safety and stability and all of that. And no one can balance that chakra for you you have to do it yourself I have to do it myself and um, being triggered in this way it shook my perception of my current reality it took me a lot to not um, build a wall (laughs) Because that's my, you know, when a Taurus doesn't feel safe, they attack and they build walls and they separate themselves from the person that doesn't feel safe. And I know that that's my pattern. And I also know that in love, it's a decision to nurture your own and another's spiritual growth. So if I truly love this person, this is an opportunity for that growth and it's not fun (laughs) it doesn't feel fun I feel raw I feel vulnerable I feel a lot of things but all of that is my reminder to come back to myself to rebalance my energy and how I am allowing it to be expressed to rebalance my priorities, to rebalance how I, um, to rebalance my emotions. My emotions are no one else's responsibility but my own. And my triggers are my own triggers. And instead of avoiding them, you guys, it's important to face them so that you can heal and move forward. 
I've been seeing a lot online like trigger warning and there's a whole lot of um, conversation sparking around that. Are trigger warnings actually helping you? And in a lot of cases, they aren't because it's just helping facilitate the idea, the facade that there's nothing beneath the surface when there is. When you're triggered, it's an opportunity for you to uh, to heal, to dig in, to interrogate, to ask your triggers some questions like, okay, why am I feeling this? What is this about? What can I do to feel differently? Do y'all hear this thunder? It sounds like a goddamn bowling alley over here. So um, triggers are important. I think it's important to look at them head on. And sometimes we're not ready to look at our triggers. But, um, you know, I think a lot of us are just too comfortable with the idea of avoiding them. So I'm not here to tell you what you have to do with your triggers. But I think it's important for you to, to see what's going on. To dig into some shadow work. To really allow yourself to learn and grow from every situation that you're in i think within this situation um you know there's there's definitely still love the kind of love where we're seeking to facilitate one another's spiritual growth and this is just one of the bumps on the road toward that um For me, I can honestly say this particular relationship, uh, it is healthy and it is healing and it is something that I will continue to show up to. Um, But as far as you and your relationships is, is going, that's completely up to you as well. Do you feel like the relationship you are in is... A decision to nurture your own and another's spiritual growth do you feel that the the love you are experiencing is a mix of care affection recognition respect commitment trust honesty and open communication or does it feel more like neglect or abuse or abandonment does it feel more like time is what's holding you together or certain experiences that you've gone through together like that's what's holding you together because if it's more on that end that's cathexis that's attachment and that's something completely different than love the demands of love are high and love requires a refined version of us and I think the sooner that we realize and understand that relationships are not all about like riding off into the sunset blissfully, um, then the more we can actually really get serious about the purpose of relationships, what we're here to do, what we're here to learn. And um, yeah. So for me, I know that I need to do some more shadow work. I need to give some more love and attention to my inner child, to the version of me that was hurt so badly in the past. Um, 
because she obviously needs some more attention. She was wilding out the other day. Um, I know I also need to, you know, use my affirmations. I need to use the tools that I talk about here to help me overcome this obstacle that I've encountered. So... That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That's what I'm in the process of doing at this moment. Uh, and again, this is a new skill. This is something new for me. I I don't typically or in the past I <laughs> in the past I've been like fine, fuck it. Bye next. Um because Sometimes, a lot of the times, that's easier. But I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm not going anywhere. Unless, of course, it stops being love and starts being something else. But as long as this is love, I'm in it. And I'm learning these lessons. I'm digging in deep. Uh, I'm not shying away from my own shadows. I understand that this requires work and I'm willing to work through it. And yeah. I don't know what you got going on in your life as it relates to love and relationships and the like, but uh, let me know if you can relate to anything that I've said here. What do you guys think about this definition of love? What do you think about the conversation of love versus attachment? And what sort of subconscious wounds have you been pushed to heal within your relationships? How do you guys know the difference between um a healthy and loving relationship versus one that's, dare I say, toxic. Toxic is so overused and I've used it. I've contributed to that. But hey, you guys know what I mean. Go ahead and drop me a line at lover.goddess33 on Instagram. I have TikTok, Lover Goddess. Uh, you can hit me up on bohemian underscore healing. I'm everywhere. And I would love to hear what you have to say. I'm really excited. Today I have an interview on a podcast that uh, I'm excited to do. This woman is very cool. She's she's awesome and I'll talk more about her later. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go get ready to do that. And I hope you guys have a beautiful ass day. I'll talk to you later. Bye, y'all.